Kyoto Tato, Toto Fatani. It's the podcast that's coming at you every week. Make sure you tune in and listen. Yeah. When you're in a dark place, when you're in a dark place, and feeling all alone like you don't exist, that is when we share space. That is when we share space. And talk to each other, man, because we're brothers. We get together, break bread, and converse. Fuck a fanangatala. Heal trauma, pain, and hurt, cause it be good, that's what matters to us. For real, that's the truth, for my brothers I trust. Tautoko Fatani, T4T. For us, by us. That's us. I killed everybody. Welcome to T4T, Tautoko Fatani. I'm Michael. I'm Bennett. It's been ages since we've been up in here. <laughs> It has been. How have you been? Well, it's funny that you ask me that. It's been yeah. a journey since well, over the last five months. Um, yeah. So since the last time that we have been together recording T4T, I have managed to come down with necrotizing fasciitis, which turned into sepsis. Wow. And of all the people last year, who had sepsis, I'm the only one to have survived it. Wow. Is that in the Hutt Valley or is that? Um, I think it's Wellington. Wow. It's a story. Oh, it is. So, so I break into the story now, so we just get oh, it we out of the way. Oh, we might as well. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> so um, December 11th, 2022, I thought I had a chill. So went and had a shower and stuff, and that's when I realised that something was wrong. Because whilst in the shower, yeah. I kept turning the hot water up because I couldn't feel it. Oh. And before you know it, I turned it right to its maximum oh, and God. I was still quite cold. And I was going, hmm, my skin's going red. But and you couldn't feel it. I, yeah, I felt real cold. So wow. I jumped, jumped out of the shower and um, went home that day because and, and, we, we, st- we went away for a weekend. Yeah. And then we came home and then I was jumped in bed for the next two days with a chill and shaking, shivering and whatnot. Then we called the doctor. We had a phone consultation. Don't ever do those things. Make sure if if you ever have to do, if you ever need to go to the doctor, don't do a phone consultation because they can't see you and can't ascertain what's wrong with you because you're on site. Yeah. You can see when someone's sick. Yeah. Yeah, true. But over the phone, it's like, because I'm a male as well. They're like, how are you feeling, Mr. Pullman? Oh, oh no, I'm not feeling <laughs> too good. Um, I didn't really go into any detail. So they're like, oh, well, you just have some Panadol and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Not realising that. At that point in time, I was going into, um, what do you call it, um, organ failure. Wow. So I'm just looking, Googling <coughs> it. So necrotizing fasciitis. It's like a flesh-eating disease. Did you see anything on your body that was like, external that gave you the um, you know like symptoms or clues that something was wrong so I had a lump around my groin area yeah. just at the top of my thigh yeah and it started becoming inflamed so just looking a bit red and angry yeah and my fiance at that point in time she said oh man so she saw that and then called the doctors and the doctors thought that it was something to do with my lymph nodes oh and she explained what was going on, and then they were like, well, get him into ED mm. um, right now. Don't um, don't muck around, just go straight there. So we did. 
<clears throat> by that time I was I was riding in pain and <clears throat> it was pretty obvious that there was something yeah. something going on so they took me in um, gave me some morphine because I was apparently I was screaming ah. I beg to differ I may have been just moaning <laughs> whining a bit <clears throat> I don't think I was screaming but apparently I was so they gave me some morphine and then they took me in to be operated on yeah <clears throat> as I was getting wheeled up to this operation yeah. I looked back at my fiance and I said babe if this doesn't work out and things go south yeah I want to be buried by my dad uh, uh, I was like when she told me this like, I didn't even remember yeah. I was going babe it must be morphine crikey so um so we had that conversation I this was know. all in one day was it bro yeah yeah crikey so then the next thing the doctors call Pepper and tell her that I'm in an induced coma <clears throat> that they can't bring me out of it because my body won't, won't be able to sustain me oh my word so things just went from bad to holy heck worse real quick oh, yeah real quick and um, the necrotizing fasciitis they opened me up they couldn't find anything initially so they got some cultures and um, set up some put it aside just to see what would if anything would grow because oh, yeah. they were trying to um, suss out how it all started apparently it was a staph um, bug that got in through my feet and then it that and another couple of bugs got together had a bit of a party and it made and its way up out of that yeah it made its way up to, to my groin had a big party up in there and then it turned into necrotizing fasciitis. So how long did you have? How did how long did you know? Had you noticed that lump was there? I'm um, like maybe a day, a day and a half. Oh really? And it went real quick. Real a day quick. And a half. Yeah. And so um, that day, December thirteenth, they left me in the operating room, open and stuff for three hours, and then they took me into Wellington ICU. I was in Wellington ICU for 10 days. Man. I was in a coma for eight days, solid. Yeah, wow. And they brought me out slowly just to see how I would react. Yeah. <clears throat> and and um, on day three, they gave Pepper 12 hours. They said that I have 12 hours to live and to give my whanau a call right. for them to come yeah. in and say goodbye. Yeah, I remember that. And um, unbeknownst to me, I was off travelling around amongst the stars, <laughs> astral projecting hard out. <clears throat> and then at the eleventh hour, um, my body started to kick back into action, and oh, things wow. were changing. Yeah, and I started to make progress. Yeah, so I was pretty lucky in that respect. Yeah. Fast forward to day eight. Oh, in the meantime, heaps of my whanau had come down from Gizzy. Um, Pepper's dad came down from Kyle, And my whanau from around here in Wellington. And we had a huge... And, and some of my friends, my best friends. Um, we took over the ICU kitchen and the mm. waiting area. My aunties were bringing them food. There was oh, okay. copious amounts of yeah. food. Oh, cool. Cakes. Yeah. Biscuits. 
chicken, everything. So much so, so much food, in fact, that um, they started to feed other people that oh, would come nice. in and see their loved yeah. ones. Oh, that's um, real cool. <clears throat> and we were having church there too. Oh, God. I had so many <laughs> denominations of, of religious um, people coming through to offer their prayers yeah. in Karikia. Yeah. It was such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, day eight, when I woke up, my cousin, he's of the Ratana faith. And he, his, his wife and his father were there and they were praying over me. Mm. And I woke up. But the thing that buzzed me up, which I still remember to this day, mm. is that I don't didn't see them as how I see you here today. Mm. I saw them as a colour. Ah. Oh. So we're, while you're in the coma, yeah. Yeah, so as, I was, as they brought me up slowly, I guess because I was still adjusting, yeah, I saw them as like yellows oh, and blues. Yeah. <clears throat> but I oh, knew yeah. the voices, but just seeing these different hues of yeah. colours, you know, I thought it was like ahu or wage or, mm. you know, yeah. the spiritual yeah, exactly. essence of someone. Yeah. So I was crying to see Fano and that. And then I noticed that my uncle and his Fano and my cousins had come down from Gisborne. Mm. I'm like, unbeknownst to me, I'm like, what he's doing here, mm. <clears throat> and then it wasn't until later that I found out that they were there because they thought I was going to die. Yeah. But even wow. like, talking about it now, I'm like a bit taken aback, and and so glad that I'm still here. My kids came in, mm. like I said, because I just came out of this coma. I thought that I was looking at my my children. <clears throat> I thought that we were on a Zoom call. Yeah. And that initially I thought I was up in far north. I thought I was in the far north. Oh. So oh, you just... Yeah, and that I was being Zoomed in to see my whānau who yeah. I knew were in Wellington. Yeah. So, yeah, that delirium. Yeah. So well, it's sort of like trippy, took eh? over as well. Yeah. yeah, indeed. I dreamt up, my mind just went nuts and it... Um, offered up all these scenarios that I thought were real yeah but were in actuality just figments of my imagination mm. hence why I thought I was up north and then people's like no no we're in Wellington this is like day nine you've been here the whole time and I was like what wow for real it's the podcast that's coming at you every week Make sure you tune in and listen. Yeah. When you're in a dark place, when you're in a dark place, and feeling all alone like you don't exist, that is when we share space. That is when we share space. And so talk with each other, man, because we're brothers. We get together, break bread, and converse. Fuck Farangatala, heal trauma, pain, and hurt, cause it'd be good, that's what matters to us. For real, that's the truth, for my brothers I trust. Fatani, T4T. For us, by us. That's us. <laughs>